Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A group of teenagers go camping in East Coast Park in Singapore. They don't really know too much about the park and they end up choosing a campsite near a large watchtower. So they're having a good time, they take some pictures and they go for an evening swim. So it's a very uneventful and enjoyable time. The next morning when they're going home, one of the boys notices that his Buddha amulet is missing. And when the boys' photos are developed, they see a shadowy white figure in the background next to another boy's head. They had accidentally booked the campsite next to the haunted Amber Beacon Tower. It's said that if you're walking by the park early in the morning or late at night, you can hear a woman crying from the top of the tower. Cleaners in the park have also reported blood stains on or around the tower, and it's believed that the tower is haunted by the ghost of a 21-year-old girl stabbed to death. Hi, I'm Teddy, and welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we are covering the unsolved murder of Kelly Tan Ahong. Kelly was born in 1968 and she was the second of seven children. She had one elder sister, three younger sisters and two younger brothers. And they all lived in a bungalow in Thompson Road. Now her family was reasonably well off. Her dad was a Chinese-Indonesian immigrant who had a wholesale business and her mom was a housewife. So we don't know much about her early childhood but we do know that she ended up going to Yochukang Secondary School. And when she was there, she ends up making friends with James So Fuk Leong because they were in the same class. Now, James was an only child and his father owned an electronics business and James was very studious. He took part in sports and games and they were the same age, James and Kelly. And we can tell that they were both reasonably good students because they both ended up becoming prefects. So now, secondary school in Singapore is about 13 to 16 and after secondary school, James ends up studying electronic engineering at Nian Polytechnic. So now Kelly decided to start working for her father instead. And by 1990, James and Kelly would have been friends for about 10 years already. So that's like a whole decade. And this is an incredibly cute love story. So in his third year in Polytechnic, which depending on your course may be actually the final year of Poly, James finally asks Kelly out and she says, yes, they've always been attracted to each other. And so on 13th May 1990, after 10 years, James and Kelly become an official couple, or as they would have put it back then, they went steady. And back then, Amber Beacon would not have been known to be a haunted place. It would have just been like a really nice place for couples to look out into the ocean, to enjoy the sunset. And so just two days after they become an official couple, 
James and Kelly go to the Amber Beacon Tower in East Coast Park to have a date. We know that James left his parents' house at about 7.30pm, so it wouldn't have been too late. We don't know the details of their date, but later in the night, they walk through the park and they sit at the bottom of the steps. And James and Kelly, they sit at around step 12 or 13 of the tower and they are having a good time, they are having one of their first few dates. And a little while later, two men walk past them. So James and Kelly, they are at the bottom of the steps and the men, they walk to the top of the tower. The time now is around 10 to 10.30pm in the evening. Just 15 minutes later, the men come down and attack James and Kelly with knives. And during the attack, Kelly tried to run from her attacker but she was stabbed. She ended up with a deep neck wound on the left side of her. What's that sound? That's the sound of Downy Unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppable bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppable's in-wash scent beads. Now James tried to fight back but he was stabbed in the back and the knife almost hit his spine which would have been fatal but by luck it didn't. So we don't know why but the attackers, they started to run away and maybe it was because it was causing a commotion. One of the men, who was described as about 1.73 meters tall with short hair, he runs towards the Singa Inn seafood restaurant. His accomplice, the one that attacked Kelly, was described as around 1.67 meters tall and he had curly black hair. We know that they kind of split up because this accomplice ran towards a bird sanctuary instead. It was a violent attack. James was completely drenched in blood. He came and he found Kelly and he tried to pull her up and he tried to help her but he just couldn't and there was nobody around. It was around 10 at night and that's when James realised that his own shirt, his own shirt was covered in blood and that he was injured as well. So he managed to get himself to the Singa in Seafood Restaurant and he managed to get help before he fainted. James was sent to Singapore General Hospital and he survived, but nobody told him about Kelly's death until two days later. And at her point of death, Kelly's dad was actually in Indonesia working and he flew back to Singapore for her funeral. Kelly was 21 years old and James was 22 years old and they were both well-regarded, nice people from really decent working families and Kelly and James didn't have any enemies and we don't know if their family had any enemies but it was extremely unlikely. At that point of time in the 1990s, Singapore wasn't as safe as it is now and it wasn't unheard of to be robbed and in that period of time it seems that there were some robberies that happened in east coast park at least enough to warrant the police putting out a warning for people to be careful kelly's death was classified as a murder which would have also warranted a mandatory death penalty then but during the investigation James wasn't able to remember the faces of his attackers, especially because it was such a traumatic incident. And the police, they weren't able to find the murder weapon or any weapons from the incident. Kelly's family, they even offered up a $30,000 reward. 
for any information leading to the arrest of her murderers. But to this day, the case remains unsolved. But that doesn't mean that there aren't any theories on this. The first theory. Now, because of how East Coast Park in Singapore was at that point of time, the most common theory that was reported on was that it was a robbery gone wrong. But a lot of people don't think this is the case because the attackers didn't demand for any money, they just went ahead and attacked. And it doesn't seem that anything was stolen from James or Kelly. The other theory that was also reported on was that maybe it was attacked by drug addicts. I assume also for the purpose of robbery, but maybe because they were drug addicts, they were a little less incoherent, a little less incompetent in robbing. And because one of the attackers had curly hair, which isn't too common in Singapore, and because it's reported that they maybe ha- might have spoken in a foreign language, it was theorized that the two attackers were not Singaporean but were foreign. But there isn't any indicator as to where they may have come from. This particular case was also posted onto Reddit, and there are a couple of internet theories as well. One of them is that this was a professional hit. Because the two men, they didn't speak when they were going up the top of the tower, they had knives ready, and they had their attack and escape route almost planned based on how they ran off after stabbing James and Kelly. So theory, it may have been a professional hit, but then to that would be why would they want to attack James and Kelly? There is no motive. Could it be a case of maybe like mistaken identity? Or could it be that these people were out on a trail kill like a pair of sickos? Could it even have been maybe like a gang thing, a gang initiation? You have to kill somebody to get into the gang. Now, another theory, because this case also did happen in the late evening, is that the two men, the two attackers, were looking for someone easy to take advantage of. And maybe they didn't realize that James was a guy, or maybe they didn't expect them to fight back. But I think this is also unlikely. And to this day, Kelly's murders remain unsolved. Kelly's family still misses her, and after the murder, Kelly's sisters and her mom had nightmares about her death. This crime, this unsolved mystery, was covered on a TV show called Crime Watch. The family also published flyers in newspapers to try to get more information to solve this murder. There is no statute of limitations to murder in Singapore, but given how much time has passed, We don't know if this case will ever be solved. It's so weird that it's September already. It feels like 2023 just kind of started, like maybe it's only February or March, but it's it's actually three quarters of the year true. It's also Hungry Ghost Month, so... So I recommend staying safe out there, not staying out too late, especially for our younger listeners who still actually have the energy to go out late at night. And speaking of Hungry Ghost Month, I read this article last week where they were talking about how in China, the government and the town councils and whatnot, they didn't really appreciate all the burning going on. And I I definitely get both sides because on one hand, this is a cultural tradition, a religious tradition. But on the other side, I can get why like the administration don't like it because it's like printing paper to burn and burning always has like a lot of smoke and pollution. And so, instead of burning hell notes and everything, right, the government created an app so that you can, like, digitally send stuff to your ancestors in the afterlife, which is kind of cute because on one hand, like, they're, like, trying to, like, 
prevent all the burning burning and pollution. And on the other hand, how can you confirm that if you send it through an app, it'll actually go through? You know what I mean? I don't know the technicalities of it. Because like, what if the stuff that you're sending with like money to ancestral money isn't actually making it and it's not as good as whatever you're burning, right? For people who practice this, and I'm really curious to know, would you still continue burning even if you could possibly get fined for it? Because that's what some people are doing. They're like waking up in the middle of the night in order to burn their offerings. And would you trust this Chinese online app to send offerings to your ancestors, maybe? I'll leave a poll in Spotify below for this. And also really cute, I saw one of the comments from the episode two weeks ago from Sarah saying that I was doing okay and I am doing okay, yay! <laughs> it's just that, you know, life gets kind of busy sometimes. As always, you can find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com or on Instagram at abriefcasepodcast. And do join us next week for another briefcase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.